progress on the Zoom, Zoom machine, Tommy. Uh, yep. Are you on the iPhone Take, now, Tommy? I'm on the iPhone. Takes me back to, uh, we did a draft pod, I believe. We did an off-season pod, just you and me, Adam. And yeah. I was on the uh, the iPhone. It's kind of nice, though. It makes me feel like I'm on, uh, like, the herd or something like that. Like, I'm one of these personalities. It is, it it's is like, like an, such an athlete, it's such an <laughs> well, athlete move to be on your phone and just, like, have like people running around you and you're just you know like on your uh no on your, no on your phone no connection or or stream will ever be worse than if connor's on in his basement in yeah. the dungeon on his freaking hp computer from 2007 he's like it's, it's all pixelated and it's skipping every 15 seconds so i think we've dealt with worse connor would be like oh tommy tremble breakout here on the panthers yeah 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 that's true um all right NFC let's, south boys let's dive in uh panthers came in last in the nfc south last year uh falcons came in, in third both of those teams had top 10 picks and then uh saints came in came in second missed the playoffs and the bucks uh obviously made the playoffs beat the eagles then lost to the uh who did they lose to the rams at home yeah. um that's your nfc south recap Panthers, man, um, this is a team that is, I think, pretty bad. Obviously, they made the deal for Baker Mayfield. I guess that's an improvement over Darnold, I would say, at this point. Um, this just has everyone's getting fired written all over it to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I should probably provide a little more in-depth analysis than that. I mean, the offensive line is brutal. At least you, you brought in a, an Iki Ikbanu uh, with your first pick, but then they just had no draft capital outside of that. Um, and then especially with taking Matt Corral in the third round, it's like that's not a guy that's going to help you now. Um, you know, the defense had been feisty, and then last year they kind of took a step back. Um, they're now kind of looking at their their defense, I think they've, they've gotten a little worse. Um, I, I, just, I don't know. This is just a team that is – there's not many playmakers on it outside of really Jeremy Chin and maybe Brian Burns. Um, Christian McCaffrey hasn't stayed healthy. I guess there's maybe a path if, if Baker can kind of right the ship and isn't the turnover machine that Donald was, but um, don't exactly trust Ben McAdoo coming in, uh, running the offense. This, this thing with Matt Rule kind of seems like it's been a failed experiment. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with this team. Yeah. Um... I think you, you, you summarized it pretty well when you said everyone's getting fired. I think that's kind of the energy I feel too. I think the defense is feisty year one because Matt rule was like an energy guy and it was year one. And there's, there's almost this, uh, the, the glory of the unknown was in front of them. Um, now that they've experienced a couple of years of Matt rule, I think that he's worn on the team a little bit. Uh, the quarterback room is a disaster. <clears throat> I fully, fully and confidently expect Baker Mayfield to be the starting quarterback week one. I think he's better than Sam Darnold. Um, I had to really eat crow on Darnold. I'm, I, I think Baker is just better. Uh, I think he gives your team a better chance to win. If McCaffrey can stay healthy, I think this offense can be decent. But I think the ceiling is decent. I, I don't see this offense exploding on anybody. I don't see this. Mainly offense, it's the O line, right? The O line. Like, the O line is terrible. I mean, yeah. Brady Christensen apparently. I mean, he had a pretty decent year last year, and apparently he's been kind of the guy in camp. I think he's going to be their starting left tackle. I think they might slide Icky uh, inside. But yeah. yeah, and then on defense, I mean, I don't know, man. Like you said, Clive, Jeremy Chin, Shaq Thompson, uh, still waiting to see something from Eter Gross Matos. Derek Brown's like a solid presence in the middle. They got some good young pieces. I mean, all I can think about is 
this wouldn't be a terrible team to inherit as a head coach after rule gets fired next year. Um, no. it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting project of a team. I think if you clean house, get a better staff in, this could be a really a decent two-year rebuild in the division that, you know, is not, is not the hardest division to be in necessarily, especially a couple of years from now, assuming Brady retires uh, and some things change. So that's kind of my synopsis on the Panthers. I fully expect this team. I don't know, Tommy, do you have win totals? Um, you know what? I had it on my computer all fired up, but I, I think off top, I believe they're a six and a half. Um, yeah. I can, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a little hard for me to navigate on the phone. Maybe one of you guys can, can temporarily take my job and uh, maybe vie for uh, replacing me in the future if you really can bring the fire that I bring. But um, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll seeing, take, I'm seeing six and a halves. Yeah, what's the, what's the, uh, what are the odds on that? Uh, plus 105 to the over, minus 125 to the under. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of lockstep with you guys in terms of just the overall kind of vibe from the team. It seems like Matt Rule is uh, kind of a you dead man You get 110 either way on, dead, on uh, DraftKings. Yep, it seems like Matt Rule is kind of a dead man walking. Um, yeah, it seems also, I mean, I think kind of the ceiling, if everything goes well, it's, it's like, you know, Baker is feisty with this offense, but you guys mentioned the offensive line. It's like an eight-win team, maybe at, at the very best, at the very ceiling. Like maybe in a, in a poor NFC, they can sneak in to be the seventh, seventh seed. That's like if everything goes their way. But it's just – it's hard for me to believe that. And I also think that, um, you know, if Baker – I think there's going to be a short leash with Baker. I think there's going to be uh, incentive for Matt Corral to get some starts and get some games, especially if uh, Rule is, is fired halfway through the year. But I think a really a, a good point is one that you made, Lee, is that I think this team is, is a nice team to inherit. We kind of were – on the, the Panthers defense. I think neither of you guys mentioned JC Horn, who obviously I think we all were certain over Horn guys, but I think JC Horn is an absolute stud. He played really well up into his injury, whatever it was week three last year. Um, this defense has some really nice pieces. I think JC Horn is a stud at corner. We guys, uh, we obviously mentioned Jeremy Chin. Dante Jackson is not a bad player uh, as well. Uh, and then the defensive line, Brian Burns um, is, is, might be the most underrated edge rusher in the NFL. Derek Brown probably is a bust relative to where he was drafted, but is a really good run-stuffing defensive tackle. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. A bust? Yeah, I mean, he's not hes not a game-changer as a defensive lineman. He's a solid player, but... Uh, I don't know. I think you got to wait with the, with, with the inside guys. People were saying that about Quentin Williams, too. I, I think you got to give him a little bit of time. Yeah, I mean, that's probably fair, but I don't think that Derek Declaring him a be, bust is, I think, a little, a little I said rich. he was a bust relative to – he was the seventh overall pick in the draft, man. He's not a game-changing interior defensive lineman. He's, he, he, doesn't, he's he doesn't rush the pass. He, do, he doesn't have – he's not a pass-rushing presence from the inside of the defensive line. And, you know, maybe I could be wrong, but right now uh, he is underwhelmed as the seventh overall pick um, in the 2020 draft. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, so, yeah, and I think DJ Moore is is a really good receiver. He's getting paid $20 million a year. I think he's worth every penny of that. Um, so, yeah, I think there's there's some things to be excited about if you're a Panthers fan in terms of the future and kind of the cornerstone pieces that you have on this team. But you guys mentioned it. The offensive line is really bad. I think for a guy like Baker to really succeed, you're going to need kind of that structure around him with the offensive line and the coaching, and that, that doesn't seem to be there. And, you know, this is a team that – I think um, probably goes under six and a half wins. Um, I haven't really done any deep diving into their schedule, but 
um, a team that I think is probably going to be a dumpster fire and all three of these quarterbacks could end up starting games. Um, I think for sure Corral is going to start games and he probably should. Uh, he probably should. You probably should see what you have um, in him as a rookie. Let's move on to the, to the Falcons here. Um, the team that last year was kind of in a weird spot where they were kind of trying to felt like they were trying to go all in with the, with the drafting of pits and re-signing Matt Ryan and everything. And now this offseason, they decided to trade Matt Ryan. Big change for the franchise. I mean, he's been the starting quarterback there for forever. Um, now you have Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter going head-to-head in camp. Uh, you got Drake London coming in at, in the receiver room. You obviously lost um, Calvin Ridley for the year because of a gambling suspension. This is a team I think is probably going to take a step back this year, I, the win total on them is four and a half, which I kind of thought was interesting. I mean, for not that I'm going to like, you know, maybe be betting the Falcons over, but I don't know, man, like five wins for, for this team seems possible. I mean, you get the, the Panthers twice. I don't know what you guys think about that, but um, yeah. offensive line is, is not, not great. You know, hoping Pitts takes a, a step in terms of his, his red zone production, you know, went for over a thousand yards last year, but only one touchdown. A lot of a lot of opportunity in that receiver room with Brian Edwards coming in, my guy. Uh, you know, you lost Russell Gage too. I think he he's gone as well. So definitely some some opportunities on offense for some guys to to take some steps um, on defense. Really, the only names that pop out are, are Grady Jarrett and AJ Terrell. Um, Deion Jones has been a good player too, but this is a kind of a team that's kind of devoid of, of playmakers. Obviously, maybe seeing if Cordell Patterson can can have another year like he did last year which is probably his best year in the NFL so far um I don't know this seems kind of boring to me I, I again I don't know if they're like a four win dumpster fire though it's kind of like I would be more on the Panthers to be in that realm than the than the Falcons yeah I completely agree I mean I I think this team is just as good as the Panthers um I think the I think that Marcus Murray I would say I'd like to see Ritter start to start him no, I think Marcus Mariota is like kind of good, not like yeah, good, good, but I mean, I'm yeah, I, the I, would say, the I would say probably start, start Ritter. I, uh, the offensive line is still pretty bad. Um, I, I'm going to keep pushing. I'd like to see more from Kyle Pitts. I don't think that he is the generational talent that everyone has made him out to be. Um, I'm still looking to see more production from him, uh, especially considering the fact that I think him and Drake London are the only two players on this offense who are legitimate game changers. Um, Cordell Patterson was the best player on the offense last year without question. I don't think he's going to be able to repeat that. Um, defensively, uh, you know, they brought my boy Lorenzo Carter in, hometown Norcross guy. I think he's going to come in and probably play pretty well for them. Uh, Rashawn Evans. There's some, there's some decent pieces. I mean, I like this coaching staff a little bit better than Carolina's as well. So, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, when you, when you compare it to uh, – Carolina um I think it's it, it's it's easier to to compare these two teams on a, on on a similar it's kind of on, on FanDuel the Panthers are have are set for two more wins two more Falcons. wins yeah and you're looking at a Falcon schedule that you got Chicago on there you got Washington on there obviously Carolina twice you play Seattle um it's interesting I'm not hmm. you know rushing to the to the window to bet yeah. over on the Falcons <laughs> but, but it's four and know, a half in 17 games yeah, they went seven and ten last year. That's yeah. a three-win regression that they're saying. I, I think I think that 
this team should expect to win more than four games, even in this rebuild. I think it's yeah. kind of a disaster if you don't win more than four games in this rebuild. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm with you guys again. I think the market should have Carolina, Atlanta more similarly rated. I, I think Lee, you bring up a great point with the coaching staff. I think that's where it starts with me, just the difference. And there still is um, some hope and potential uh, higher ceiling with Art Smith and his staff than there is with Rule. Rule is more of a known commodity. Um, I am going to push back against Kyle Pitts. Uh, not like Kyle Pitts went for a thousand yards as a rookie tight end. I think that's pretty insane. Obviously, he's the only player the, on the team. Yeah, I understand that. But to. like, it's I think it's like oh, Jamar Chase and Jalen. He Waddle, had one like, touchdown. Yeah, I understand that, and he was on. Cordell Patterson. On. Cordell Patterson was the stud on the offense over him. Cordell Patterson made way more plays. I than think. He did. I think this Cordell Patterson a, contributed I, more to them winning games than Kyle Pitts did. I think yeah, that's an, that's he, like an objective did. fact. He did, and I think if that's the case this year, then we might have something. There might be uh, a little bit more to talk about, but I think Kyle Pitts is going to have an absolutely insane year this year. He I better. He better. Yeah, I mean, I'm he not going to. Let's go, Tommy. Will. I, yeah, Let's gas it up. He's going to. He's going, yeah. he's going to. He's going to. He's an absolute, he's an absolute freaking stud. And there's not like he, he had, he went for a thousand yards as, as a rookie tight end. Let's see what he does this year. And I expect very big things. And you brought up Drake London. Drake London was Lee, both you and I, the number one receiver in the, in the draft this year. I think he's another absolute stud. So that gets me excited. You have so two. These pass catchers weapons. are better than Carolina's. Yes. Yes. I'd rather have this. I'd rather have this group of pass catchers than Carolina's, even with the drop off after the top two. I'd still rather. I I agree. I agree. I think, I think you have to say DJ Moore is better than Drake London right now, but I think him and Pitts is, is an interesting conversation. Obviously there's positional uh, differences there. DJ Moore obviously has shown more and has done it with way less. Obviously he's gone for, I think a thousand yards and pretty much every year playing. Well, let's just wait for st- London to play, but I'm just saying from a, it's a predict you're predicting down the road more so than. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely liked Drake London more than uh, DJ Moore coming out of college. And I was a DJ Moore guy, one of the Cowboys to take him uh, instead of Vanderich, but Hey, um, yeah. I mean, again, like there's not too much to get excited about on this team. I think there's way more uh, impressive pieces on the Panthers defense and they're, Uh-oh. Bone City. Uh, season is probably a top five corner in the NFL and looks to be a, a slam dunk pick for them back in 2020. And, um, I mean, who else was in that uh, cornerback class? Who was – oh, that was Akuda. Yeah, I mean, he, he, looks to, he looks to be – and C.J. Henderson, he definitely is the, looks to be the best corner out of that class. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of summed it up. Like, on the defense, there's some – Okay, pieces. I know a lot of people at Lee. I know you got your boy uh, Arnold Ibikiti um, on there. I know uh, uh, Brett Coleman's number one edge rusher in this class, Arnold Ibikiti. So uh, Trey Anderson too is an absolute mutant from uh, South Montana or wherever he's from. So yeah, Montana then, State. Mon- Montana State. So yeah, there's there's some things to get excited about, like Carolina with the future of this team. But I completely agree with you guys. I think. This team, um, I think over four and a half is definitely where I would lay my bones. Um, and Mariota, I agree. Like, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying, Clep. Like, it's the same thing kind of with Crowell. Like, you have this team. Like, you might as well see what you have in Ritter. But I also completely see Lee's point where 
I think in terms of us taking this over, we want Mariota to at least go the first eight. Yeah. And I think you guys kind of talked about the schedule. I obviously am I'm dealing with a uh, eight inch screen or whatever here. So I'm not as versatile as I usually am, but I mean, this is a team that I think if Art Smith can do some things on the offense, it's looking interesting. <laughs> eight but, inches. Yeah. I don't know. What is it? it screens probably four inches, maybe five. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's closer to eight or four, but whatever. I don't think so. We can measure it after we after we're off. We'll the have clock. to let the, the audience viewers will have to look up iPhone SE uh, screen length. Um, yeah, I, I I think that. I mean, man, if if London and Pitts are healthy and, and Mariota isn't an absolute uh, bum, which I I don't think any yeah, of I think, us. Think I think he too. Is. I mean, the Mariota with with Cordero in the backfield could do some interesting yeah. running things. Yeah, I like I, Tyler I mean, Algier a lot too, to be honest. Yeah, I, I was going to mention him too, Lee. I, I probably would expect him to be the back, really, the lead. Yeah, back, um, I think he's, uh, I think he fits end. well into the offense. I think he's like a little one dimensional. He's kind of like a, a little wrecking ball kind of player. Um, he's a, he's think, a one cut back. I think he would fit well with, he would complement Cordero Patterson fairly well. Um, so I think that they're probably going to find interesting ways to use him, and he'll probably be a factor in the red zone. Um, but yeah, he was a really good player at BYU. So, and Clef, you brought it up, man. Brian Edwards, Cliff here, man. This is his year. He need, he he needs to put something together this year. I'm excited. Um, let's get on to the Saints because this is a team I'm honestly excited about. Um, I've been looking over their roster a little bit and and doing some reading on them. Lee, I know they're a team that you also uh, have kind of talked to me about really liking. I think I'm on the I think I'm on the train. The really the only thing that's holding me back is you know, not having Sean Payton there anymore. Um, but Hey, this is a team with Winston last year. I looked it up. They were five and two uh, in the seven games that he started. Um, he was 14 to three uh, TD to INT ratio, which was obviously way better than the last time he was a starter. I think he went like 30 for 33 uh, in that season in, uh, in Tampa. So you, you got a more efficient Winston last year without really Michael Thomas in the fold. You bring in a Chris Olave, you bring in a Jarvis Landry. Um, Michael Thomas is supposedly healthy again. Um, this offensive line should be pretty good. Uh, adding Trevor Penning, who's fighting everybody in camp. But then again, to me, this defense is where I start to get a little more excited. Not that I love, you know, maybe betting on defense in the in the modern NFL, but it was a good defense last year. Um, I think this secondary maybe is the best in the NFL. I, I don't know if that's. I agree, Clep. I think the secondary could be the best in the NFL. But um, I don't know. I, I'm excited about this team. The thing that's holding me – and the, I guess the two things holding me back would be not knowing exactly what the Kamara situation is with his off-the-field issue in Vegas. And then Sean Payton leaving, I think, is, you know, a, a downgrade. Uh, but outside of that, I think this is one of the stronger rosters in the NFL – I think if you get last year Jameis for the full season, like this team should be a playoff team, whether or not that maybe they should make a chance to win the division. I don't know, but um, I think this is a really strong roster. Yeah, this is kind of my team this year. This has been my team for a little while. I bet them yes to make the playoffs at plus 160 on June 1st. Uh, probably the best bet I've made all off season. Um, I love this defense. I don't think Dennis Allen, obviously schematically on offense, it's going to be a significant downgrade, but Dennis Allen, I think was about as ready to be a head coach in the NFL as anybody. Um, he came in and, and he's been the defensive coordinator for, I think a while. He stepped in last year when Peyton, I think had COVID and they beat the Buccaneers nine to three or something like that. Um, 
I think that it's there's continuity in the locker room, continuity in the coaching staff is about, about as much as you can get. And then offensively, man, I think Jameis Winston is, you can say what you want about him. He is clearly the second best quarterback in this division. You play Atlanta and Carolina twice. Yeah. Um, this offensive line has been really, really good for the better part of the past decade. Uh, Trevor Penning is kind of a question mark, but we'll, I guess we'll see what we get from him. The rest of the offensive line is really solid. These three receivers I am really excited about. Chris Olave wasn't my number one receiver per se, but I do think that he's the most pro-ready uh, receiver coming into the draft. I would not be surprised whatsoever if he makes a push for offensive rookie of the year, considering the fact that um, the quarterbacks are probably lacking, going to be lacking this year from a rookie standpoint. I don't even care about the Kamara suspension. Um, he's obviously a super dynamic player and is going to improve their offense when he comes in. But I just think the way that this offense is going to flow, Mark Ingram is going to be able to, to do his thing. Um, and then when they get Kamara, the offense is just going to be that much better. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about this team. I fully, fully expect them to make the playoffs. I think they could even win a few games in the playoffs. Um, and, and I don't know, call me crazy. I think four and two is kind of the floor uh, for what they're going to do in the division this year, maybe three and three, but I fully expect them to go over five. They always the played the Bucks tough. In the they play season. the Bucks tough three and one against the Falcons and, and Panthers sounds pretty realistic to me. Um, I think this is going to be a really tough team to beat, man. I really do. And I think you got really good leadership uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, most specifically in Tyron Matthew. I know he's kind of been a little bit of a journeyman, but Tyron Matthew has been a very, very good player uh, for his whole career. And every team he's been on, he's a locker room guy. There's a presence there in the back of the defense. Paulson Adebo is a guy Tommy really likes coming out of Stanford. I mean, we all liked him, but Tommy was, was really hard on, I'm liking Paulson Adebo, and apparently he's been making huge steps in camp. Between him, Lattimore, Roby, Alante Taylor has apparently been good in camp. you got four corners who can really get after it. Uh, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, uh, you know, manning the safety position. And then Demario Davis has been really good at linebacker. And you got some man-eaters up front uh, on the defensive line. And obviously Cameron Jordan leading that, that crew of guys. So this is a team I'm really excited about, man. I really just don't know where the holes are. To me, the, the biggest hole would be Jameis um, if he if he plays, if he starts turning the football over. But in that case, you can probably slide Andy Dalton in and, uh, you know, maybe you're not, you know, going to be a, a high level team at that point. But you can still be fairly competitive, I think, just because the roster is so good. So this is a team I'm really excited about. Um, and I think bet their win total over, bet their yes playoffs. I think it, yeah, it's at eight minus one forty-five to the over eight and a half minus one twenty. I think this is a nine-win football team. The out-of-division schedule is kind of tough, but man, I just think I, I have a lot of confidence in this team just from a just from a standpoint of where this organization is and where they have been and um, what their kind of culture and philosophy is. Yeah, I mean, I think league kind of was was first on the Saints uh, Saints bandwagon, and I kind of I kind of followed suit the more that I thought about it. I took them yes to make the playoffs at plus 110, so nowhere near the uh, lost 50 cents if I could have just followed my little bro about a month earlier. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this team, uh, I think you guys summed up the roster really well. Lee, you didn't mention, I don't think you mentioned my my real guy, too, was uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back in 2019. Yeah, that was your real guy, yeah. And, he, he's and been, he was he's been an, really good. He's an absolute stud at nickel, one of the better nickels in, in the NFL. Um, and I think you guys kind of, and Lee, also the the one bet you didn't mention, which I know I think you'll agree with, that uh, is Dennis Allen, Coach of the Year, is thirty to one, I believe. Uh, you can get around. I think that is a very I think that's a great enticing bet. bet. Yeah, I think that's a very enticing bet. But yes, you talked about 
I obviously said yes to make the playoffs. I think the win total is a good bet too. Um, Chris Olave, offensive rookie of the year, I think is worth a shot too. I, I, he was my number two receiver. I do agree with you, Lee, that I do believe he's a, probably the most pro ready from a route running standpoint. And he's a four, three guy who uh, has an NFL let's, route tree already. Let, let's so, put, let's put Clep's boy Peyton Turner on the hot seat a little bit. Maybe he can step <laughs> in and make some plays this year. Big Peyton Turner out of Houston. First, first yeah. round pick. You can never yes, take yes. that away. You yes. can't take that can't. away. <laughs> hey, it's only a year and we still got some time, but yeah. I mean, this, there's not a lot of holes on this roster. The defense is awesome. The offense is awesome. The two holes really are Jameis and the coaching staff. And, and Jameis first, I, Clef, you kind of went through the statistical profile of him through before he got uh, the ACL injury. And I mean, it, it seemed like he was playing, he kind of was fitting the Sean Payton system. And this is a guy who I think he really will have to just regress and revert to his old ways to really kind of sink this ship. Um, you you guys mentioned the division too. I think like they clearly are the number two team. They clearly uh, and you brought up another great point about them. I mean, I think they have a winning record against the Bucks in Brady's uh, yeah. tenure. I think they, the only, they definitely do. Yeah, is it is it is the only time they beat it's the them? playoff loss when they got yeah the playoff yeah. loss is the only time they lost. I'm pretty sure, right? Or I mean, yep. um, and then I, the the big question mark really is Dennis Allen. But the real question is how much of the question mark is it? This is a guy who like Josh McDaniels has has coached before in the NFL. This is in his first rodeo as a head coach. Um, and he's been in with the organization for however many years, I think since. Yeah. Last. I think it's more just a question is how much does it impact the offense? Yeah. And I so. think that's, I think that's valid, but I think even if the offense uh, regresses a little bit, the, the main, I think the biggest part of the handicap too is just how weak this conference is. And the fact that if I told you guys that, Hey, the saints aren't going to win their division, I think I know Lee and I are still relatively confident that this team is going to be a wild card team. And when you, I mean, we haven't got to the NFC North yet, but when you're talking about the Eagles, uh, the Giants as a surprise team, the Vikings, um, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm missing some other. I, I mean, do want to say too, Tommy, sorry to cut you off. Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator has been in the, the Saints organization since 2006 as a quarterback's yeah. coach. And he became the offensive coordinator, the co-offensive coordinator with Sean Payton in 2009. Obviously, this will be his first year calling plays. But, when, I mean, we're talking about a guy yeah. who's been – we're talking about 15 years um, in the organization, you know. Uh, with Sean Payton. Not gonna, Sean, he's, Sean he's, Payton went yeah. to New Orleans in 2006. So, he's been there. Yeah, and I'm not saying Sean he's going to be Sean Payton. But I think that's about as good as you can get for replacing a football mind like Sean Payton. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about this team. Um, I, actually, I think the only – real thing they're missing is kind of the difference maker at tight end. You know, you got Adam Troutman and, and Taysom Hill and Jawan Johnson. That's the only thing where it's a little, you know, you don't really have a, a clear guy there, but I mean, this offense is very strong and the defense I think is even stronger. If they don't have the best secondary in the NFL. It's clearly a top five unit easily. Um, as long as Daniel Sorensen isn't spending a lot of time with the first, uh, first team defense. So um, yeah, this team is, uh, I think this team's going to be a, be a playoff team and be a scrappy team. Let's go to the bucks. Um, have won the uh, won the division last year, but then obviously didn't came up short a little bit in the playoffs, losing to the Rams. Brady retired. Now he's back. Rosarians uh, out of the head coaching chair. Um, man, I don't know. I think uh, you know Brady was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL last year. He's forty five now. He'll be the old, oldest quarterback to ever start a game in the NFL, I believe. I all signs point to him still being a great quarterback. Um, this roster is still, you know, really good. Um, 
you know, bringing in guys too, like Akeem Hicks and Julio Jones. I mean, who knows what you get from those guys at this point in their careers, but um, you know, if they have a bounce back season, it could be a big bump. Um, I, I think this is a really good team. It's going to be hard for me to meet when we rank these divisions here um, to not put them up top. Yeah, I'm with you, Clep. I mean, as much as I love the Saints, and I really wanted to, I really wanted to, yeah. to, to, to <laughs> plant my flag. I just can't. I mean, this Tampa team is built so well. Um, I think you have kind of a similar situation in New Orleans with, with Bruce Arians being gone, not as significant. But uh, Todd Bowles, I think, is going to be a great head coach. you got continuity at offensive coordinator. Uh, Larry Foote stepping in as a co-defensive coordinator. Ooh, like well, a journeyman, journeyman in the NFL. Journeyman in the NFL. I remember him in his Steeler days. Um, yeah. A couple good years in Baltimore, too. Yeah. I think, um, I think he's a Michigan guy, too. I could be wrong. But I think, I, I think he guy. might be. I think he might be, Tommy. Um, this secondary is really good. I didn't even know they, they brought Keanu Neal over, who had a pretty good year in Dallas last year. I think they're going to find interesting ways to use him. Linebackers are really good. Defensive line is really solid. Uh, Joe Tryon had an awesome year last year. Vita Vea, we all know what he is. I think the world of Akeem Hicks, if he can stay healthy, I mean, he's, we know exactly what he is. Talk about a guy who you really know what he can do well. Um, I think he's just going to be a guy that they can plug in and stop the run and um, just a huge presence on any team he's been on. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I think even with Godwin being out a couple of weeks, all the reports out of camp is that Russell, Russell Gage is playing really, really well. The offensive line is going to be good. Um, I'm a little concerned about the Ryan Jensen injury. That's obviously not ideal, but they have the depth to back it up. Um, and I'm I would go expect out, them to sign someone too. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cade Otten is going to end up being the starting tight end for this team um, as mm. the season goes on. I think I think Cade Otten is a is an undervalued player right now because he was. Yeah, there was all the hype in the world coming out uh, or, or going in the last season with Washington, and he just kind of underperformed, as did the whole team. But I don't think that was necessarily all his fault. But anyway, uh, I expect this team to be a double-digit win team. And I don't know if they're a Super Bowl team, um, but they definitely uh, – you can't definitively say they aren't. So I, I expect yeah, what's but what's the, what are you looking? Is this eleven and a half win total? I can pull it up while you start talking. Eleven and a half. Yeah. Eleven and a half plus one eighteen to the over at yeah. Sugar House. Even bet at DraftKings. Minus one fifteen to the under points bet. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about New Orleans not having a lot of holes in their roster, and I think the same goes for Tampa. Obviously, losing Jensen is huge, but I wouldn't be surprised if that psychopath comes back in the playoffs, man, with with, the, with two braces on his knees. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of mentioned it was Lee talking. I would expect them to kind of sign a JC Treader. I know there's a kind of a, some, 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 some names and some vets in the free agency market that uh, probably will get a call from Tampa in the next coming weeks. But yeah, you bring in Shaq Mason, Tristan Werfs, um, arguably is one of the best tackles. Surely he's a top five tackle, I think, in the NFL and has just hit the ground running since his rookie year. Um, Godwin, and the thing with Godwin too, is there's no real pressure to bring him back if he's not ready because you signed Russell Gage, because you brought in Julio because you have a guy like Tyler Johnson, who I love uh, and, and is a good player. And you got Scotty Miller and you brought in Jalen NBA young boy Darden, who has a big year between him and uh, Amari uh, Rogers, big year two competition between Darden and Amari Rogers going back to our uh, 21 draft season. Uh, and also a guy that uh, we didn't mention is Rashad White, who is a really good receiver. I don't know how good of a fundamental running back he is, but really good uh, receiver coming out of the backfield and could, uh, provide some dynamicism and a nice one-two punch with Leonard Fournette. And 
we got we brought up Akeem Hicks too. And I, the thing that I also love about this signing with Akeem Hicks is you you drafted Logan Hall in the second round, who's a versatile, uh, good player who's played edge, can play on the inside. You got Rakeem Noches Nunez. Um, so there's a little bit of you. He, he Akeem Hicks doesn't have to play every every darn snap. You can kind of watch his snaps and, and really get him ready for the playoffs. And I mean, if fully healthy, him and Vita Vey in the middle. I mean, is that the best interior defensive line tandem in the NFL? Am I am I missing anyone? Um, I mean, that's that's pretty pretty damn impressive that they're both Aaron Donald, in. Aaron Donald, and Aishon, maybe. Yeah, surely. I mean, Aaron Donald and anyone is is obviously you know. That's tough to beat, but or I should yeah, say I mean, Aishon, Aishon and Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah. Aishon and Aaron Donald. And then, yeah, this, the secondary is awesome, man. Antoine Winfield is a stud. Um, Carlton Davis is a good coin. I mean, yeah, they, this team just really doesn't have any holes. And I think they surely are a Super Bowl contender. I think, I think this is the best team in the NFC. I'll say it. I think this is the best team in the NFC right now um, with what Green Bay lost. And I think this team is better than the Rams. Um, and I think they're better than the Niners. And that's kind of like my big four in the NFC. So I think this is the best team in the NFC and I expect them to be in the conversation come January, come uh, and, pro- and probably come February. So um, yeah, this is, this is, this team's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be hard for them to fail. I think in my eyes. Uh, Zoom's giving us the old, the old countdown. Are we uh, ready to rank them? Let's do it. Um, I mean, I'll Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. I'm gonna say uh, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. I really thought we were about, all about to be lockstep here, which could, probably would have been the first time, and I don't even remember the last time we we're all. I'm just gonna be I'm, a contrarian and say Panthers, yeah. Falcons. I'm I'm with Clep, man. Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, man. Let's we we talked about the Falcons upside. Let's see it uh, materialize. Kyle Pitts has a huge year. Bosworth Yaps is just running. Well-oiled machine with Pitts leading the way. I also noticed, Clef, that video you sent, he made that catch on T's table. <laughs> Did you notice that? No. <laughs> that knocks that video down just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, all, all right, right boys. Well, good pod. Good pod. Stay